This is the Commission Church Online. Welcome to our podcast. We want to be a church who brings heaven on earth through the word of God and the love of Christ. I pray this week's message blesses you. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's a joy to be in the presence of the Lord. I just want to thank everybody for being here this Sunday morning. Sunday morning is our celebration service where we celebrate the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Who are we? We are just recipients of the mercy of God, recipients of the love of God. Hallelujah. As Jesus promised, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. And I just want you to just focus on Jesus. Think about him, glorify him, praise him in your heart, worship him in your heart, in your spirit, and then connect with the word of God. We're going to go into God's word. And I want you to just give me your undivided attention as we, you know, just listen to the word of God. As Jesus was preaching in a house, the Bible says, one gospel writer says he was preaching the word of God. And the other gospel writer says, and the power of God was in that house. So while he was preaching the word of God, the power of God was in that house. I pray that you would connect with the presence of the Lord and with the power of God. God wants to move. God wants to touch you. When man touches the outside, God touches the innermost layer of your heart. What man can't see, God sees the wounds that you carry. As I'm going to preach the word of God, inner healings may take place if you connect with the Lord. If you connect with the Lord. I was preaching in Germany and I just got up on the stage and the Lord pointed me to a woman and said, the Lord told me to tell her the Lord wanted to touch her dearly. Right before the word of God was preaching, I said, sister, the Lord wants to touch you. You will not leave this place the way you came in. And as I was preaching, you know, she was just weeping and weeping and bawling in the presence of the Lord because she was carrying some burdens that only Jesus knew. And the Lord just touched her. Inner healings were taking place. A baptism of the love of Abba Father. Baptism. Bapt- immersing. You know, God immersing that sister in the love of God, in the river of God's love. Amen. And they had to carry her. Can you believe that? They had to carry her home. She couldn't walk. Drunk in the spirit of God. Drunk in the spirit of God. And she was lying on the floor. They, would take, they took her to her next room. And then she gave her heart to Jesus Christ. She was from an orthodox background. Praise the Lord. She gave her heart to the Lord that night. And she couldn't walk. She couldn't walk. And then they carried her home. I said, it's going to be fine. You're going to sleep and God is going to speak to you. Next day morning, everything's going to be okay. Praise the Lord. Don't worry because this is our first encounter of this measure. So I'm going to say this as I stand here. So honored to be here. Every platform is a gift from the Lord. I declare the faithfulness of Jesus Christ over this house. I'm so so proud of Ashish and Sonia. Very two people dear to us. My family. I'm so proud of him. Both of them. He shared his vision planting a church and did it the right way in the right time two things very important to God when you start a church make sure you do it the right way and wait for the right time and both of them waited for God's time it's not easy to plant a church but they stepped out obeying the voice of God and I'm so glad to see 
the people, the lives being touched through their ministry here in Plano. And I believe God is going to do amazing things this year because God has given me a word, a prophetic word for the house. I'll share it when I'm preaching. But I believe that Ashish, Sonia and the team and all the church members would receive that word. We want you to start praying for that word. Start praying, declaring, okay? Declaring that word every day in your prayers. And you will see the faithfulness of God move. Things are going to break through. But God will do his part, but we got to do our part. That's what we learned on Friday night. We got to do our part. When we do our part, God will surely do his part. Jesus Christ had a PhD ministry. PhD, P for preaching, H for healing, and D for deliverance. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Wherever the gospel was declared, the power of the gospel was also demonstrated there. Praise God. If you are hungry for the touch of God, if you're hungry for the move of God, just wait once the church is not dismissed, stay back and just, you know, just press in, press in into the presence of the Lord. God wants to surprise you. God wants to surprise you today. Maybe this next week, you know, he wants to do something special, especially as the church is fasting in the season. God wants to do something, but before he does something, he's expecting you to prepare your heart, to make room for what he has to offer you. Praise the Lord. Let's close our eyes and let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for this wonderful time that you have given us, Lord. We submit before you, before the authority of thy word. As I mentioned on Friday, let thy word confront us. Let thy word convict us. And let thy word comfort us, Lord. Bless us together as we go into thy word. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. If you have a Bible, please turn it to the Gospel of Mark. Gospel of Mark, chapter 7. Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 to 30. Gospel of Mark, second book in the New Testament, shortest gospel of the four gospels, written in AD 60, oh, sorry, 55 to 65, written by Mark, revealing... Jesus as the miracle worker, Jesus as the suffering servant, and Jesus as the son of God. Three things. That is the intent of Mark. Jesus revealed as the miracle worker. Number two, Jesus revealed as a suffering servant, servant in action. Number three, Jesus as a son of God. Mark chapter 7 Verses 24 down. I believe everybody got it. Please look into the word of God. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre. He did not want anyone to know that he was there. So he didn't want anyone to know which house he was staying in. Because he just wanted to go and rest. He did not go to that place for ministry. He just wanted to go and rest. So he did not want anybody to know which house he was residing in. But he couldn't keep it a secret because people came to know which house Jesus was staying. And Jesus is a crowd puller. Wherever Jesus goes, people come. 
Everybody wants to know Jesus. Everybody wants him to touch them. Everybody is expecting something from the Lord. Everybody is looking for a breakthrough, a miracle. Everybody is amazed by his authority and the teachings, the words that come from his mouth. People are hungry for Jesus, hungry for a miracle, hungry for a word, hungry for a touch. And he couldn't rest. And right away a woman came. A woman came who had heard about Jesus, came and fell at his feet. Her little girl was possessed by an evil spirit and she begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter. We'll wait there for a moment. I want you to visualize this for a moment. This woman comes there. She comes by faith. Hebrews 11, 6. Hebrews 11, 6, if you can pull that scripture up there, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe who he is and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. So without faith, coming to Jesus is one thing, but coming to Jesus with, with faith is another thing. He who comes to Jesus must come in faith, in faith, knowing who Jesus is. Number two, knowing that he will definitely reward those who diligently seek him. I want to share seven things from this passage, from the story about this woman. Seven things that you can apply in your personal life today, tomorrow, next week, this week, next month, this year, all the days of your life. The title of the sermon is called, If You Will, He Can. 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 There are certain things that this woman did. If you can apply this in your life, He can do a miracle in your life. He can command the breakthrough in your life. Situations are going to change when Jesus commands a word over you, your life, your situation. Breakthroughs will happen when you come to the Lord in faith. Number first thing that we can learn from here is faith seeks Jesus diligently. Can you say diligently? Faith seeks Jesus diligently. Look at this woman, she's coming. We learned from Mark that she was a woman, a Syrophoenician woman. She was an outsider. She wasn't a Jew. She was a Gentile. She was a mother. She was on an earnest pursuit, handling that situation with care. She, had a, she was so determined. She was on a mission. She's earnestly on a pursuit to receive something from Jesus. She came by faith. And she was seeking Jesus diligently. Faith seeks Jesus diligently. Because the Bible says she came to Jesus with a need. It was not her personal need. It was on behalf of her daughter. She came on behalf of her daughter. She came to Jesus in desperation. When you study this passage, study this along with the gospel of Matthew chapter 15. What Mark fails to mention, Matthew mentions. What Matthew doesn't mention, Mark mentions here. So when you study how desperate she was, you understand that this issue was not a normal issue. This was a very, very serious issue. And only Jesus had the authority 
to solve her problem. And what was her problem? Gospel of Matthew chapter 15 verse 25 says, A demon was cruelly, was so cruelly tormenting her daughter. That's what the Bible says in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 15 verse 25. Verse 25. Cruelly tormenting her daughter. So she comes to Jesus with a specific purpose. She wants her daughter to be delivered. That's all. She's watched, she's witnessed her daughter being afflicted by this demon. Strong, stubborn demon that would not let go of her daughter. It broke her heart. And she comes to Jesus because she understood the solution for this problem is only with Jesus. And she's coming with faith. The beauty of this story is she knows who Jesus is and what he has. And what he can do. So she thought if I will go to him. He can do this miracle. He can do this miracle in my daughter's life. But I'm going to do my part. I'm going to look for him. And as soon as she heard that Jesus was there. She went by faith. Diligently seeking Jesus. Faith seeks Jesus diligently. You can write that somewhere. Or you can just memorize that. Faith seeks Jesus diligently. Let me ask you this. She came prepared. Did you come prepared in the house of God? Does Jesus excite you? Have you come here with faith? Knowing that God is going to do something this morning. God can do, while the word of God is being preached, God can do something in your life. But did you come here this Sunday morning with faith in your heart? Believing who Jesus is? I'm believing what he can do for you this Sunday morning because this Sunday morning is not your day. This is his day. That's why it's called the first day of the week, the Lord's day. This is the Lord's day and the Lord is willing to do something awesome in your life. But if you have the faith, understanding who he is and what he can do, he will amaze you. He will surprise you. There is nothing impossible for Jesus Christ. Faith seeks Jesus Diligently, quickly, faith number two, faith speaks and acts. Simple things, faith speaks and acts. Faith must be expressed. Faith speaks and acts. So many people say, I have faith. But the words of faith don't come out. If you truly have faith, it will come out. Because faith has got life. You cannot hide it within. There's a river bubbling within you. It's going to come out. When it comes out, words of faith will be spoken, will be declared with authority. And when God sees the words, he will move. It will move his heart. God is attracted to your faith. You speak words of faith, situations will change. God will intervene when you speak words of faith. Not just words, but deeds must accompany those words. Faith without action, as James says, is dead. If you want God to move, 
release the faith, express the faith. Look at what this woman did. Did she express her faith? The Bible says, Mark chapter 7, verse 26. Look at the words she said. She begged him to cast the demon. So she is speaking out. She didn't go beg before any other person. She went straight to Jesus because she knew who he was and what he could do. Only Jesus. Say, only Jesus. She knew only Jesus, only Jesus could deliver her baby daughter. And that's why she went. She came by faith. She went and told Jesus, begged him, the Bible says, begged him because only he could do. Words came out, Mark 7, 26. She begged him to cast the demon. But look at what verse 25 says. Look at the action that she did. For a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell at his feet. Look at this. I prepared to say something and the worship leader, Prince, while we're praying there said the same thing. God is concerned about the posture in which you sit here. Is there faith in you? You will be bubbling with joy. If you understand who is here in this room, if you are fixated upon Jesus Christ, this will not be a funeral service. This will be a celebration service. Praise the Lord. When you understand who is in the house, the big boss is in this house. Jesus is in this house. This is his house. The temple of God, the church of the living God. The the most high, El Elyon, he is sure. Only he can change your situation. Only he has the answer. Only he has a solution. One word can change your destiny forever. One word from Jesus can change the trajectory of your life. If and only if you had the faith, if and only if you diligently seek Jesus, if you speak out to him. Psalm 95, I was standing there. I wanted to share this, and he already said this, Prince. The posture, he was telling the worship team, hey, I'm reminding you about the posture of worship, about kneeling down. Suddenly, the Lord was speaking to me about Psalm 95. I opened the Bible as he told me, kneel down. I see Pastor kneeling down there. You see how the Holy Spirit moves? I didn't tell him to kneel down, but the Lord told him. He knelt down. The Lord told me to kneel down. I opened the Bible. I read Psalm 95. People are coming singing, singing. It's all about singing. And then it goes into shouting. Later on it comes into what? Worship. Read the passage. From singing it goes into shouting. From shouting to worship. You see the pattern? In the Old Testament there was the outer courts where people were just rejoicing and shouting. Then you have the holy place where people, the priests, not people, sorry, priests were worshipping. Then you have the holy of holies where there is silence, where there is intimate worship encountering the presence and the glory of God. Only the high priest could go inside the holy of holies. There is a pattern for worship, shouting, worship, and then silent, quiet, intimate worship where you are whispering to the Lord, telling the Lord how much you love Him. Blow a kiss to the Lord. Tell Him how much you love Him. Let Him receive your worship and your praise because He is worthy to receive everything. We are just recipients of His love, recipients of His compassion, recipients of His mercy. We are nobody. It's all because of Jesus. 
That's why the songwriter wrote the song, where would I've been if it wasn't for Jesus? Where would I've been if it wasn't for my Lord? Hallelujah. We lean down because only he is worthy. He is worthy. We are not worthy, but he has made us worthy. We love him because he first loved us. The Bible says. So when you understand who is in the house, your posture changes. Words will flow out. Yes, you know the song, lyrics of the song. Yes, you're singing, but the singing should turn into worship. It should turn into praise and then whisper to the Lord. Adoration must flow, flow from your mouth telling God how much you love him, how much you're grateful for what he has done, for who he is and what he has done in your life. And so this woman, she speaks and acts. What does she say? She begs Jesus. She begs Jesus, falls down. She's on a pursuit in the midst of all the people. There are crowds of people surrounding Jesus. But she pushes through because she's on a pursuit. Her baby daughter needs to be delivered. She's coming with a burden in her heart and she's so, so, so desperate. She comes and falls at his feet. And desperate people do. Desperate things. They don't care who's watching. They don't know. They don't care who is in the room. They don't know who's sitting before them, behind them. Desperate people want to just worship Jesus. They want to receive his touch. They're coming here with a problem. And only Jesus can touch and change their lives. And so she fell. Two things she's doing together. She falls at his feet and she's crying two things. Sometimes people stand before Jesus worshiping. Shut their hearts, shut their mouths. There must be spontaneous worship arising from the depth of your heart. And nobody should control you when it comes to worshiping Jesus. Your own mind shouldn't control you. Nobody should control you when you worship the Lord because He means so much to you. And only He can change your situation. I say this because in 2001, June 3rd, I attempted three times to commit suicide, three times to end my life. It was only Jesus who stepped into my life. It was only Jesus by His compassion, by the depth of His love, He sustained me. Because he had a call upon my life. He sustained me. And so I know I'm just a recipient of the mercy of God. When much sins are forgiven, there is a greater love. Amen. There's a greater gratitude towards the Lord. And we can't stop worshipping. We can't stop thanking God for what he has done in our life. And so she falls down at his feet and she's crying. Two things together. Falling down. And she's crying. Begging Jesus. We got to speak and act when we are in his presence. We got to express our faith in the Lord because only the Lord can do something in our lives. Only he can step in and change our situation. The third thing we understand from this is faith speaks and acts in surrender, humility and worship. I mentioned before faith must be expressed in words and actions. And now we learn faith speaks and acts in surrender, humility, and worship. 
These must be the components of your praise, your worship, when you come into the presence of the Lord. Not just in the church, but in even your private closet, in your prayer room, in your bedroom, wherever you spend time with the Lord. Be humble. Surrender before the Lord. And pure, genuine worship flow instantly, spontaneously from your spirit unto the Lord if you want to please Him. Look at what this, this woman did. She knew who Jesus was. You understand the context of this. Jesus was so burdened and bothered and disappointed because he came for the people of Israel. People who knew the Torah, the religious leaders are questioning his authority. They failed to understand his identity. And he was so heartbroken, disappointed, discouraged. He just wanted to go to the far corners. He just wanted to rest. And he just so discouraged when his own people fail to recognize who he is. Here comes a Syrophoenician Gentile woman who comes to Jesus, falls at his feet, begging him to do something because she knew who Jesus was. Look at the words she said. Gospel of Matthew 15, 22. She came pleading. Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. For my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. Matthew 15, 22. It was not 25, 22. She came pleading, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. For my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. Let me ask you a simple question, friends. Why did she call him Lord? She could have called him Jesus. Why did she call him Lord? Let's go deeper. Look at the second thing she called him. Son of David. My goodness. Everybody in Israel who knew God's word knew the son of God is the messianic title given. To the promised Messiah who would come to deliver Israel. But what the religious leaders, forget about the religious people, forget about the common people of Israel. But the religious leaders who memorized the Torah day after day failed to acknowledge Jesus as the Messiah, the promised Messiah. But when others failed to recognize the identity of Jesus, here comes the sight of Phoenician woman. A Gentile woman who calls him Lord, not just that. You are the son of David, which means you are the promised Messiah. There's something about you. And I know Isaiah 61 that says the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And I have been sent to heal the brokenhearted people. To set, to proclaim liberty to the captives. Not just to say in words liberty, not just to proclaim liberty, but you are going to do it in actions and to set them free. I see that you are the son of David. I see, I know in my heart and I put my faith in you. You are the promised Messiah. There is an anointing upon you. You are the son of God. Only you can do a miracle. What Isaiah wrote by faith, inspired by the Holy Spirit, years ago before Jesus was born, 
it was written by faith that the Messiah would come and this is his ministry. He will heal the brokenhearted. He has been sent by his father. There's an anointing upon him. He will proclaim liberty to the captives. Not just proclaim, but he will set the captives free. And this woman comes. See, there is a surrender. That's why she, she surrendered before him. She's no fool. She came with a mission. She was so intentional. She knew what she was doing. She came by faith. That's why she fell down before Jesus. Because I make you my Lord. Not just a prophet or a teacher. My Lord, my Lord, I know who you are. Not just Lord, I'm, going, I'm willing to go further. I really know who you are. You are the son of David. And everybody in Israel knew David was a righteous king. And king known, he had his own mistakes, but he was known as a merciful king. Son of David, Messiah. If the king of Israel was so merciful, how much more merciful will you be? And I'm coming by faith, diligently seeking you. Only you can intervene in my situation. I call you and make you my Lord. I surrender before you. I've fallen at your feet in humility. I don't care who's watching me. I don't care. Nobody told me to do this. I'm doing this for my own. Because I have a daughter at home. I can't stand to see her being tormented by a demon. And only you have the authority to cast that demon out from her life. And so I come before you. I address you as the son of David. Because I know that you are the promised Messiah. And so faith speaks and acts. In surrender, humility. And worship. That is the reason why she surrendered, expressed her humor, and worshipped him. Let me ask you this question. When was the last time we just surrendered ourselves? When was the last time we knelt down in the presence of the Lord? When was the last time we were convicted by the word of God that we wept? When Ezra opened the scrolls, the people stood up in reverence for God and for his word. And while he was reading, they were standing for a minimum of three hours. Three hours. Men, women, children standing in awe. And the Bible says, while he read from the scroll, they were weeping in the presence of the Lord because they were convicted in their hearts. When was the last time we wept in the presence of the Lord? I know the church is fasting. You're doing an awesome job. The start of the year is an awesome thing to fast. The more you fast, the deeper you must have a revelation of who Jesus is. And you must draw closer and closer and closer with the Lord. Sometimes, hallelujah, all you have to do is to just weep in the presence of the Lord. Understanding what he has done for you and understanding who he is in your life. We can never stand before him when he wants to say, we just kneel down. You fall down before the Lord. You have one more week for fasting and praying. Fall down before the Lord. Here and also at home. Kneel down. Worship the Lord. Read the scriptures. Allow the Holy Spirit to convict your heart. And tell the Lord, Lord, shine your light into my heart. Illuminate the world within me. Tell me if there's anything in my life that is grieving you. Tell me I will rectify my mistakes. I will turn back to you. And I will draw closer to you. I want to have an intimate relationship in 20. 24 with you God 
faith consistently. Fourth point, faith consistently speaks and acts when tested. And she was begging. You see this? Crowds of people. She was begging. She fell at his feet. And what Jesus did, I believe it was a test. He turned around and he just walked. The Bible says he did not even speak one word to her. Even though she begged. Even though she pleaded. Even though she felt, fell at his feet. He just walked past on. Passed by her. Without even speaking a word. Which means he was silent. Next thing is verse 54 of Matthew 15. Then Jesus, Gospel of Matthew 15, 24. Please read the scriptures. We hear about rejection. He's saying, hey, Jesus said to the woman later on, I was sent, I was sent, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep. But before that, there's something he said. He did two things. One, he was silent and he walked away. Two things. But in spite of his response, she did not walk away. So easy to be offended, right? But she was not willing to be offended. She came on a mission. She wanted to make sure that Jesus stepped into her life. She didn't walk away from Jesus. Even though Jesus was testing her. He moved on. He moved on. He walked away. But her response was in spite of all this, she didn't walk away. But what did she do when Jesus walked away? She wanted to get the attention of his disciples. And so the Bible says in the gospel of Matthew 15, 23. The disciples came and implored to Jesus. So Jesus just walked away. And the disciples were staying there. And she went to the disciples. And said, please, please, please tell Jesus, your master, to attend to my need. To hear my cry, to attend my need. And the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, please do something. Please do a miracle and send her away because she has been bothering us. She's shouting, shouting. She's shouting at us. Now listen to this. She's not shouting out of anger. She's trying to get his attention. She's crying out loud, just like Jesus would pray. He would go early, he'd wake up early in the morning when it's still dark. And he used to pray to his father with loud shouts, the Bible says. She was pleading loudly at the disciples to get the attention of Jesus. So that they would take her to Jesus. So that they would go to Jesus and tell Jesus to intervene in this woman's situation. That's what the disciples said. Please do something, Jesus. Heal her and send her on her way. Because she's been shouting at us. She wouldn't stop. Faith consistently speaks and acts when tested. Fifth point. Primo and I'll close. Faith speaks and acts in the midst of challenges. What were the challenges? Number one, the silence of Jesus. So many times when you take the steps of faith, you pray and fast, heaven just shuts. Even God becomes silent. What do you do at that time? Do you stop fasting? Do you stop praying? Do you stop pleading? No, no, no. Even when heaven is silent, you press on. You press on. God is testing your faith. This was a test of silence. Number two, the test of rejection. He said, hey, my priority, I've been sent to the Lord's sheep. And that lost sheep is the people of Israel. Not to you. And she was rejected. You don't belong to my fold. You're a Gentile. You don't belong to my fold. I've come for the nation, for the lost sheep, the people of Israel. She felt rejected. But again, look at what she did when he said that. The Bible says she went before him and she fell down. At his feet. Verse 25 of Matthew 15. But she came and began to bow down before him. My goodness. Look at this. Even when Jesus was silent. Even when he rejected her. 
Look at what she did. Her response must inspire us, challenges to press on. She again went to Jesus, bowed down before him. Not just kneeling down. It's not the Japanese way. <laughs> she fell down before him with her forehead touching the ground, just like the Middle Eastern culture. She bowed down before Jesus again in deeper worship. Deeper worship. I will not let you go, Jesus. I've come on a mission. I've come on a mission. I'm consistent. I need, I'm desperate for this miracle for my daughter. Even though she was humiliated, she pressed on. And Jesus, after seeing her worship, after she passed the second test, again for the third time, Jesus is testing her. And says, Jesus responded, it isn't right to take the food for the children and throw it to the dog. She's not calling her a dog, not condemning her, not condemning her people. It's domestic dogs, not wild dogs. It's little dogs. If you study the Greek word, it's little dogs, like a pup, a little dog. Children love pups, domestic dogs. He's speaking about priority. I've come for my people. Again, mentioning my priority is to my people, the people of Israel. I can't give the food to you. I don't give, I can't give it to the dogs. And look at what she did. Faith speaks and acts persistently and patiently. Still not willing to let go. She says, Jesus, teach all that you want to teach to your people. Spend time as much as you can with your people. But just do one thing for me. And that one thing is, just give me the crumbs. The little that you have. You can preach for three days. You can preach four days. Pour out everything you have for your people. But give me the crumbs. Not crumb, crumbs. Give me those few words. Give me that one word. Or give me the crumbs, the few words. Are all I'm asking you. I just need a little bit of your time. And speak those golden words. That's all I need. Release your authority over my daughter. Over that demon. I just need the crumbs. That's all I need. You know, Jesus spent so many days and hours teaching and preaching and performing miracles to his own people. Pour out to them. Doesn't matter. Pour out to your own people. But I have come asking you for the little. A few words. I don't need two days, one day, one hour. I don't need 100 words, 50 words. I don't need 1,000 words. The crumbs, the little words. He just spoke four words to her and instantly the Bible says instantly the demon left the daughter four words is all Jesus said to her woman great is your faith it is done as requested certain translation says four words the Bible says it was done how desperate are you this woman was so desperate, so persistent. She waited patiently. She passed all the tests and she said, give me the crumbs. Lastly, faith is acknowledged and rewarded. Can you repeat that with me? Faith is acknowledged and rewarded. Jesus said, woman, only two Gentiles. Jesus spoke to two Gentiles, the centurion and to this woman. Woman, great is your faith. 
when nobody understood who he was he just came so discouraged ministering and speaking and teaching the jewish religious leaders and here comes a woman who understood who he is and what he has so persistent she thought if i go to him i will get my answer and jesus acknowledged and said woman great is your faith and he tells her what he says your request is granted your request is granted forwards just forwards that's all she asked for the crumbs and he acknowledged and did it jesus acknowledged and rewarded her faith in his deity and his power jesus acknowledged and rewarded her humility and persistence and jesus acknowledged and rewarded her worship that's why hebrews 11:6 says without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him friends i want you to know forget about the domestic dogs and the pups we we were the wild dogs enemies of god enemies of the cross when man failed to reach out to god god reached down to man when there was no way for us to reach out to god god made a way for us to know who he is when the religious people rejected jesus thank god for jesus that he attracted us the father attracted us jesus initiated the relationship with us that today we know who he is and we appreciate what jesus has accomplished for us on the cross of calvary i want you to know that jesus came down for us born of a virgin special in his birth led a holy life he was so unique his teachings were unique his life was unique his death was unique he was buried and he rose up from the grave he carried our sins he carried our sickness he carried our curses on the third day the father raised him with the power of the holy spirit today he is ascended in heaven He is seated at the right hand of the Father, even interceding for you and for me. You may say nobody understands me. When the world, when 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 you smile, the whole world will smile with you. But when you cry, you will have to cry all alone. Today, thank God for Jesus. When you and me cry, even when we sigh, there is a God in heaven seated at the right hand of the Father, who says, "I know what that pain is, because when I was on the cross." my father turned his face away from me and that cry was not the cry of god saying father it was a human cry saying god my god my god why hast thou forsaken me today when you and me cry he understands the sigh he sees the pain he sees the tears and he is willing to intervene but if you persistently pursue him go deeper and press on he's willing he will challenge you he will test you but make sure don't let go of jesus hallelujah there are only two groups in this world one is those who live in adam and those who live in christ 
Thank God for Jesus. We are in Christ. Amen. There are two eternal places. Only two eternal places. Heaven or hell. And those who are in Christ will surely be with Jesus in heaven for all of eternity. Hallelujah. But those who are still living in Adam, sadly, will be condemned to eternal hell. I pray the commission church will be a church a commissioning church sending out disciples who will go and share the good news of Jesus to the world. And may the Lord use this church, use Pastor Ashish, his wife Sonia, the entire ministry team and every member in this church to go shine the light of Jesus to the lost world. That everybody would be attracted to the fold of Jesus Christ. If I never come back again, tomorrow is not promised for us. I pray that you would be faithful to Jesus, faithful to the call that God has placed upon your lives. Whatever happens in your life, do not turn your back on Jesus. Press on, cling on to Him all the days of your life and He is always faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, Jesus is always faithful faithful if you will he can if you will persist if you will press on he can do the miracle in your life he is faithful to do it believe it hallelujah I speak this word and I'm closing Ashish you can come forward the word of the Lord to this church on Friday was you will second Kings chapter 3 verse 16 17 Elisha the hand of the Lord comes upon Elisha and Elisha says to the kings and the people he says go into the valley Dig holes in the dry valley. Dig holes in the dry valley. You will not see wind. You will not see rain. But the holes that you have dug will be, will, will be filled with water. Which means do not focus on the natural. Do not focus on the wind. Do not focus on the rain. But focus on me For I'm going to do something supernatural Even though the winds don't blow Even though there are no clouds I will command from the dry ground Rivers to gush out And those rivers will come And it will fill every hole That you have dug Hallelujah The Bible says the river came And the blessed God spoke A blessing from a cursed land From the land of Edom For God's blessed people The river came from a cursed place called Edom it came following the command of God and it filled the holes where the servants of God had dug. You don't need to run after the clouds. You don't need to run after the wind. You just faithfully press on. Believe what the Lord has spoken over this house. Believe it. Be in tune with the Holy Ghost. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and you will see the supernatural acts of God. Hallelujah. The river is coming, searching for you. Your miracle is on its way. Start believing, start declaring, start confessing every day of your life. Walk, walk in victory, walk with Jesus. Speak the word, abide by God's word. And he's going to take you places. Thank Thank you for listening. We love bringing you the word on so many different platforms. We are so thankful for what God is doing in and through us. We'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss out. And don't forget to share this message if it has blessed you.